Hey, what is going on, everybody? It is Tuesday, November 29th, and report cards are due. You got to have those kids written up. Got to get that information down. Five years old, what do they know? Uh, how well do they know it? You know, are they responsible with their things? Can they work well with other kids? Uh, thankfully, we're not on the shapes unit because it really kills me. Why am I teaching a five-year-old about what a hexagon is, right? Why aren't we instead talking about dental hygiene? Like, that seems kind of important. You know, things like that. But anyway, I digress. It's good to be with everybody. I've uh, been sober since Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving Day. Really beautiful Thanksgiving. It was very nice. My wife made an absolutely killer meal. She's fantastic. Thanksgiving holiday is very near and dear to her heart. And uh, she really, really outdid herself. Put the turkey in a brine, you know, for like 12 hours or something. And then I slid some butter up under the skin. And we baked that fucker for like four hours. And, uh, yeah, just bangerang. It was, it was good all the way around. I hope yours was good. Had a note from a listener. i got to share it with you guys. Uh, this girl is a champ. She is an absolute stud. And uh, she keeps me fired up. I really appreciate it. If you've been kicking butt, taking names, send it in, man. We need to hear successes because the guy who runs the show is not very successful. So uh, we're talking to Liz here. Liz from Mississippi. What's up, Jonah? And listeners, it's Thanksgiving, and I'm out taking a walk before family comes, and we gather around the table to eat. Except, this time, it doesn't involve smoking a doobie, which it always has. It's tradition! Grandma's Southern cooking is taken to the next level, and your aunt and uncle's political conversations are slightly more bearable. I'm going from stoned to stone-cold sober, something that is not easy, especially during the holidays. Anyway, I'm sure if you are listening to this, then you get it. So the last time I wrote to Jonah, I was on day one, and it was in the summer. That lasted about ten days until I went to Costa Rica, and my streak ended. I felt good when I got there, full of energy, and down to go on whatever adventure, but I smelled weed on every corner. I couldn't resist, so I walked into a restaurant and asked our server for some ganja, and of course I was hooked up within minutes. After 10 days of being weed-free, it felt amazing to take that first hit. It was the high I was always chasing to begin with. But let's admit it, that high is hard to achieve when you're not just a daily, but an hourly smoker. I smoked the whole time for the rest of the trip. And let me tell you, I had more fun those first couple of days in Costa Rica without smoking than I did with smoking. Seems like it would be quite the contrary, right? Tropical rainforests and weed, they just go hand in hand. But... To be honest, I found myself thinking about the next time I could smoke or how I was going to score some more once I ran out of what I had. Uh, my mind was everywhere but in the moment. I was back to square one, restless, irritable, and discontent. Anyway, fast forward a couple of months. I decided once again I had to be done, just for today. But that day turned into 10 days, then one month, then two months. Now I'm on 112 days weed-free. If you're listening to this and wondering if or how you should quit, chances are you should. Do you ever wake up and think, wow, I'm so glad I got stoned yesterday? Probably not. I feel more present and at peace than I ever have, which is ironic. That's the feeling I was trying to get when I was smoking. Just never could. I'm a better listener and just more a productive member of society than ever. I don't have nearly as much anxiety as I used to have, and I don't get frustrated so easily. Isn't this all so ironic? I used to believe I needed it to help me with anxiety, but in retrospect, it was one of the main causes of anxiety. It made me very short-tempered as well. A toxic cycle! Of course, life is still life, and shit pops up almost every day, but instead of reaching for a joint when it does, now I just take a deep breath and think, it ain't no biggie. 
Anyway, if you're planning to quit or just did quit, I'll let you know the first few days are hell. It gets easier, though, with time. But for now, just take it one day at a time. Hell, sometimes just five minutes at a time. Happy holidays to y'all. Actually, she didn't say y'all. I threw that in there. My bad. (laughs) She said happy holidays to everyone. And uh, so that's pretty darn cool. Pretty darn cool, man. Uh, It's fantastic. I'm with her. uh, It's funny. I had made the decision that day, and then, boom, she sent me that email. Um, Guys, I... I wrecked my car. I totaled it. Um, I totaled it because, you know, the car is really old, and so nobody wants to work on it. So, boom, it was totaled. But I can't drive it, and so it's totaled. And I, I wrecked it pulling out of the driveway. I feel really, really bad. It was the day before Thanksgiving, and this guy and his uh, wife or girlfriend, young young folks, driving a brand-new 2002 Toyota, and got it all smashed up. And, you know <sighs> They were definitely driving over the speed limit, but I was also trying to squeak out. So I, I probably the majority of the fault rests on me. That's pretty shitty. You know, that's a pretty shitty feeling. And I, I wasn't stoned. I had smoked that day, but, you know, I've been driving my whole, you know, for 10 years stoned. And it had been a long time before that. But what I was feeling was just melancholy. I was just feeling, um, feeling a little, you know, kind of like I despised myself a little bit. And so when I, when I thought about that in my head as I got ready for this talk, it reminded me of a Bible verse that I had saved. And so I, I have here my jar, you know, because I threw away the rest of my stuff. I actually threw away the piece this time, too, uh, which is cool. I mean, I've thrown away pieces many times, but lately I had been saving them because I kept re- um, relapsing. So let's see what we got in here. I figured, so here's the thing, right? You got In the Bible, it talks about having your armor. You put, put on the full armor of God, right? Like the belt of, the belt of truth and the breastplate of righteousness, and the sword, the sword is of the Spirit, right? So the Word of God is really our only offense against Satan. And, oh my gosh, this jar stinks. It stinks. Not like, I mean, a little bit like weed, but mostly like an old, shitty, full of resin piece. Ugh. All that shit's in my lungs, you guys. Ugh. Some athlete I am. But yeah, let's read what the weapons are. Let's read what we got, the swords. Because I figured I would still use this jar. It's the only jar I got, right? So if I go to buy weed again, I'd have to pull these out. And then these things would, you know, be stabbing me in my cravings or be attacking the devil for me. So we got John 8, verse 24. Therefore, I said to you that you will die in your sins. For unless you believe that I am he, you will die in your sins. Ouch, right? We got uh, Proverbs. I was just randomly flipping through the Bible, you know what I mean, looking for stuff that spoke to me, because I had come across one verse through another reading passage that led me to Ephesians, that led me to those so, a badass verse, and then I realized I should be finding some other verses too. So, anyway, Proverbs sixteen twelve, it is an abomination for kings to commit wicked acts, for a throne is established on righteousness. That's pretty cool, right? Like if you want if you want to be a king. Uh, you can't be committing wicked acts. Pretty cool. Uh, Proverbs fifteen thirty two, he who neglects discipline despises himself, but he who listens to reproof acquires understanding. The fear of the Lord is the instruction for wisdom, and before honor comes humility. So there's some deep thoughts in that verse. I, I've always liked that little bit. Honor before um, come before honor comes humility. And then that piece up there, he who neglects discipline despises himself. And so, is it, do you despise yourself because you're not being disciplined? Or do you despise yourself and then therefore do not discipline yourself? Um, personally, I believe 
that it is, if you don't, he who neglects discipline, so if you don't discipline yourself, you will learn, you will come to despise yourself. And that's really what was happening to me, right? Because like, the getting the high, getting high for most of us, because we're, we're probably all functional stoners, the majority of us, not everybody, but probably a lot, a lot of people who've messaged me are fairly functional stoners. We don't really have to quit in the sense of like, you know, oh my gosh, I'm going to lose my job tomorrow and the loved one in my life, you know, it's, it's tearing them apart and this, that, and the other thing. However, you know, having said that out loud, there have been some rock bottom moments as a result of weed, for sure. I can think of that where my loved one has been hurt, right? Like, I remember trying to score down in Washington, D.C., and I told my wife to wait by the entrance of the subway, and I go down to some crackhead row, a bunch of druggies, and, you know, they were all black, and I'm this white guy. And nobody wanted to talk to me. They all thought I was a cop. And a few kids did try to talk to me, but they were just punking me. They, they didn't have any intentions of selling me weed. So I waste a bunch of fucking time down there, right? I go back to the station, and there's my wife, not my wife at the time, but my girlfriend, and she's crying. And I have to ask her what happened, and some guy came up to her and started assaulting her, like verbally, sexually assaulting her. You know, hey, baby, what are you doing here? I bet your husband can't stretch you like I can. Like, da da da, da. Um, So there you go, right? Like, there you go. There, there's one time when a habit really... They fucked up a loved one. And then, of course, you know, my parents cry whenever they see me high. So, um, anywho, the point is the whole functional stoner thing, it's kind of like, that only goes so far. You know, that, that inner, that dis, that sense of despising yourself is, is a self-destructive force. It's a, it's a destructive energy in your being that eventually is going to bleed through. But we'll carry on here. Uh, Proverbs 23, verse 29. Who has woe? Who has sorrow? Who has contentions? Who has complaining? Who has wounds without cause? Who has redness of eyes? Question mark. And then it goes on to say, like, the drunkard. Um, but I, I stopped it at redness of eyes because I was like, mm-hmm. Yep, all the, like, who has woe? Who has sorrow? Who has contentions? Uh, the pothead, right? The, the one who uses drugs. Proverbs 20, verse 18. Well, a lot of Proverbs here. Prepare plans by consultation and make war by wise guidance. That's pretty cool. That is pretty damn cool. So here we are, man, making war, man and woman. Uh, we are making war. We're going to war with this devil, this devil plant. And I do believe there's a devil inside of it, or at least some spirit, right? There's some sort of spirit in this plant. It can give us tremendous revelations, right? Like it's a hallucinogen. If you don't take it, you know, for a long, long time, and then you take a massive dose, right? It, it, it literally is a hallucinogen. I have experienced that by taking a really, really big dose of an edible I made, um, coconut oil, really concentrated coconut oil. I had put like, oh, I don't know, well over a quarter ounce in there. It was probably like a half. Um, I shouldn't even say that. It, probably, it could have been a full ounce. I don't know. It was a while ago, man, but it was a lot of dope. It was a whole jar, all right? This big, fat mason jar right here was full of weed. So, I guess that's an ounce. What am I saying? A quarter. It was a fucking ounce of weed. Um, and it was like it was like only a cup and a half of coconut oil or something. I don't know. But, damn, I did, I did hallucinate that time. It was the first time I've ever done that. So, I just... And it was cool. And that time it was a positive thing. But there's also, there's also a demon in it. There's also a negative thing. I will say my, my thoughts have returned. That they're more clear, as always. My vocabulary is improving. Uh, my sleep 
Speech is a little slurred, but that's because I was up super late last night doing report cards and up super early this morning because I don't have a car, so I had to catch a ride into work with a buddy. And, uh, you know, that's all good. Just one day at a time. I don't feel I don't feel any cravings right now, but, you know, I don't want to be lulled into a false sense of security. I heard from Daria, and same situation with her, right? She was feeling good. She had hit day 16, felt like she had total control of herself. Somebody offered a joint. She took a hit of the joint, and then boom. Like, within two weeks, it's been 120 bucks on paraphernalia and uh, and flour. So, fucking sucks. I'm really sorry that happened. But we all got to hang in there, man. We got to be training. I went to the gym, pumping some iron again. It's hard for me because I, I have such an obsessive personality with relationship to working out and exercising. It's very unhealthy. It's the wrestler in me. It's the bodybuilder in me. It's the fixated on the mirror, fixated on being the best man in the room, so to speak. So really easy for me to overtrain. I've done it. I've done it dozens of times and and I'm a mess as a result, but I'm trying to focus on the idea that the body is a temple, right? Body is uh, the temple of God. And so if you're building a temple, the goal is the temple, it's not, oh, I'm going to go out and compete in an Ironman at Kona. It's not, oh, I'm going to go out and hike the Long Trail in Vermont. Uh, oh, I'm going to go hike the Northville Placid Trail in five days, right, 132 miles, which I actually did that um, solo through hike. It was pretty cool. Once I start setting goals like that, then it's like, man, i got to achieve my goal. i got to achieve my goal. i got to go. i gotta get, I got to I gotta train harder. I, I start micromanaging. I start overdoing it. I, I start being concerned about my progress. And... I was talking to my wife about this because my buddy wants to race up Whiteface with me on the bike. He already did it one time. And that's cool, right? Like, I'd race up Whiteface Mountain. That's pretty sweet. I heard it. I've never skied it or anything, but I, I backpacked it one time. But, man, as soon as I do that, as soon as I set a target, the beast is coming out. It's like when Mike Tyson was tra- was uh, on Joe Rogan's podcast, and Joe said, Hey, man, are you hitting the bag or anything when he had first retired? And Mike said, No. And I was like, why not, why not? He's like, because it's not good for me. You know, the beast comes out. All I do is walk on the treadmill, jog on the treadmill. That's all I can do. Otherwise, the animal, the the, the devil inside, it rises his head. And so that's kind of how it is for me. So just keeping it basic, man. Uh, and, and, and honestly, it's already coming back a little bit because I can tell my body's responding. I'm in the gym. I put on some heavy music today. Nobody had any tunes, so I hooked it up. And then before you know it, I'm walking around with my swag on, like I'm trying to pump the weight, and then, ooh, I feel a little twinge in the pack, you know, and, oh, I'm, actually what really happened too was my trap cramped up on me um, after doing some pull-ups, and I was like, oh, man, like, what is going on? So I'm still training, uh, meditating, not, I remember like one in three days, I'm meditating for a full hour right now, doing my yoga twice a day, that's pretty cool, and just overall trying to get outside more, that, that's really healthy too. Hey, listen, enough from me. Uh, hopefully Liz is the one that rocked your world right there. Uh, she is a freaking superstar. Why don't we end this episode with her words and, of course, words from the main man, Frank Sinatra. Frank Sinatra once said, The best revenge is massive success. And our Bible verse of the day, If you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small. And that was uh, Proverbs 24, verse 10. Remember to find satisfaction in the struggle and peace in the moment. We'll see you next time.